Ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, starting my speech, please allow me to express my sincere gratitude to the organizers of the Capital Link and Mr. Nicolas Bournozis personally. Capital Link has evolved into an annual open forum where interesting, innovative, and useful ideas about international shipping and finance can be developed and discussed. Also, I'm really happy that I participate in, <clears throat> in a conference where Mr. Philip Dreyfus will receive the leadership award. Uh, I'm not going to, 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 to say a lot of trivialities about uh, Philip, but uh, I, I testify my personal experience from him. He has done my life easy uh, during his presidency, and he has done my life easier during his past presidency in BIMCO, uh, where he has helped me very much with his contribution and his advice. In addition, please accept my apologies for reducing the topics of my speech by one. <coughs> Diversity should and will be a key issue of dialogue in our industry, but given the very recent developments in the field of the environmental regulations, after the latest deliberations in the IMO, I felt that I would be better to spend a little more time on this strategic topic. It is an interesting time to be a ship owner. I am a ship owner and the president of BIMCO, primarily a ship owner's organizations. And there are certainly days when I find it too interesting. We are in the middle of one of the biggest transitions in our history. Not just the transition to, our, to low sulfur fuel, but a broader transition into an era with more focus on environment and more regulation to make sure we do our part in ensuring the long-term sustainability of human activity in the planet. The 2020 deadline is the most spoken about topic right now, and it is a deadline. Make no mistake, on January the 1st, 2020, we must comply with the 050 sulfur content limit. Some have chosen scrubbers. Most will have to use low sulfur fuel. After the MEPC meeting last week, it is also clear that we will have a carriage ban on non-compliant fuels after the 1st of March 2020. BIMCO is very satisfied with that, as a ban is imperative to, to enforce the regulation and to ensure a level playing field for all ship owners. In BIMCO, we work to have, uh, to, to make sure that our members get the best support for both solutions and that they are prepared for the consequences of the new regulation. We hope our first banker close dealing with 2020 will be published in November. And we will continue focusing on a lot of resources on this issue. For the MEPC last week, BIMCO co-sponsored a call for the so-called experience building phase after January 1st, 2020. Some people got the impression that we wanted an, we wanted an extension of the deadline. That is not the case. 
The reason why we want a system to document experiences is the many uncertainties, uncertainties in connection with the switch to the, sulfur, to the low sulfur fuel. I will mention a few. First, the predicted shortage of low sulfur bunker in the first couple of years after the regulation comes into force may increase the risk of unsafe fuels ending on board. Second, can we handle diesel which is, for example, contains biodiesel? Third, are the blends from different sources creating problems with regards of compatibility? In the end, the delegations reach a compromise which we at BIMCO are quite satisfied with. The original proposal was rejected, but IMO asked for a new proposal to establish necessary additions to the Global Integrated Shipping Information System to incorporate data from the experience ships gain on fuel oil availability and fuel quality. This is all about effective implementation of MARPOL, Annex 6, Regulation 18. The last time the industry experienced a big fuel change was when California required ships to switch to low sulfur fuels. The US Coast Guard recorded a significant increase in incidents, and we have recently seen examples of how many problems a bad batch of fuel can cause the industry. That is why we need to be mindful of the problems that are likely to appear when this regulation comes into force. In BIMCO, we believe, along with the co-sponsors of the paper, that the fuel oil supply sector should commit itself to provide our industry with sufficient quantities of, and of quality and safe fuel oils. If they don't, we face a considerable risk. Ship owners and operators, hold a disproportionately responsi disproportionate responsibility implementing the plans, planning for the contingencies, and making the required investments to meet the challenges of these transitions. Therefore, considering the predictable and foreseeable challenges in implementing these regulations, the co-sponsors call for a pragmatic enforcement approach applied in a consistent manner until the anticipated new types of fuels and blends compliant with the 050 sulfur fuel oil are sufficiently available in the market. By the way, this is not something new. Pragmatic enforcement was implicitly written in, into Regulation 18.2 of the Marple Annex 6, 10 years ago. We also call on states to enforce the legal requirements on bunker suppliers. The nations that have adopted Annex 6 of the MARPOL Convention must live up to their end of this agreement. That is not the case today. The shipping industry is taking major steps and making huge investments to be ready for, for compliance in January 2020. It is, it is the nation states 
it is the, it's the turn of the, oh, it is imperative that the nation states honor their obligations. Unfortunately, we have recently seen that non-compliant bankers have been delivered to a large number of ships, and to date, we have seen no action taken by nation states against the banker suppliers responsible for disturbing this and for disturbing the industry and distributing this contaminated fuel. This is a cause for worry, because with the switch to low sulfur fuel, we will inevitably see much greater volumes of lead fuel sold, and ships, owners, and operators need to be assured that the market will be policed. Policed, sorry. The nation states are obliged to oversee and, if necessary, to police the banker suppliers operating in their country. If, a ba if, if banker suppliers sell contaminated fuel or other off-spec products to the shipping industry, it needs to be investigated and, if deemed appropriate, legal action should be taken. BIMCO has reached out to a number of IMO member states on this issue and has since agreed with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to assist them in gathering information about bad bankers. I hope that a lot of our affected members will assist with that survey. Another example, the IMO member states are required to register what compliant fuel is available in the ports under Regulation 18.2 of MARPOL Annex 6. That has been fa a fact since 2010. Unfortunately, that is not currently happening. In eight years, only two, I repeat, two ports have been registered their compliant fuels in the mandatory registry run by the IMO. Being able to buy compliant fuel when in port will be a significant concern for many of us as ship owners. Some of that concern would be alleviated if the member states would register fuel availability as required, enabling the industry to have a clearer picture of where they can bunker. I don't think it is, uh, an unreasonab it is unreasonable that if the shipping industry is to work hard and make major investment to, the com to be compliant, that the member states also take their oversight role seriously and help the industry get through this transition period. But sulfur is, of course, not only the only topic that we concern ourselves with in BIMCO. The industry has to face many issues simultaneously. Some owners still need to pick a ballast water treatment system. We need to combat plastic waste at sea. Hull cleaning is becoming more restrictive. And the trading environment has become more unstable. The United States have moved away from decades of trade policy, focusing on being an open and liberal economy. This has led to a trade war and we have tried to keep our members in the industry up to date with our frequent published and up-to-date analysis. So far, the bulk market is the most affected by the tariffs. 
but container shipping is also likely to be hit with tariffs on more than 28 million tons of goods. Despite the fact that there are no tariffs on crude oil, imports from the US to China, the Chinese import of crude oil in August dropped to zero. I repeat, zero. Uh, and Iran took over from China as the biggest importer of US soya beans months before new sanctions on the country's oil exports are imposed. These examples illustrate that the market has become much more unpredictable compared to what we have been used for many years. It is not an ideal cocktail for the ship owners who are facing a tough market also to face a more unpredictable market with more rules and regulations. But that is what, is what we must help our members to navigate. The change is happening. We must adapt. We must have people in our organizations who can navigate in a changing environment. We must be curious and we must invest in new technology and ideas to overcome the challenges we will face ahead. Thank you very much.